Hey, this is Karim, and you're listening to Strictly Between Us, RadioTimes.com Strictly Come Dancing podcast. Hello and welcome to Strictly Between Us, the Strictly Come Dancing podcast powered by RadioTimes.com. We will be dissecting the drama from the dance floor as we plunge headfirst into the final. We're going to be looking at the semi-final this week and the drama that happened there was quite an interesting one. I'm RadioTimes.com's entertainment correspondent, Kimberly Bond. My usual co-host, Emma Powell, has now left the company, the traitor that she is. <laughs> but I'm joined by Radio Times Magazine's commissioning editor, Frances Taylor. How are you doing this morning, Frances? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for asking. It was a tenth <laughs> semi-final, which straddled both 40s and fairly low scores. But after getting his body back from holiday, time was up for Chris Ramsey, who was booted out the competition. Francis, did the right person go? Absolutely. There was no way that anyone else could have gone this week and you'd have gone, oh, that's that's fair enough. We, me and Emma were talking about this last week and thinking about who was going to be in the bottom two. And it, it's just if it was anyone other than Chris, mm. it would have been a bit criminal. Um, I was a bit worried that it would be someone like, you know, Karim and Kelvin in the yeah. bottom two. Oh, God. One of them would have to go. But <laughs> I think we can all safely say that out of the, all the celebrities that were left, Emma, Kelvin and Karim are the best three to make it to the final. I mean, I feel really sorry for Chris because I feel like for me, he is my winner because he's mm. what Strictly is all about he's about a journey he's gone on a journey because he was crap to start with <laughs> and I'm sure he did admit that himself and he was now like really entertaining to watch to see grow so it's kind of a shame that I mean I understand why he went but it's a shame that it's happened now yeah it's kind of like people's champion kind of thing isn't yeah. it? and it's really good seeing those people a bit like Alex Scott as well who the first mm. couple of weeks really shaky they get better and better as the weeks go on and I think Emma's done a bit of that but Kelvin and Karim I mean they were both so phenomenal week one yeah. that we're just going yeah, they're still great. It's a still great. Of, it's a shocking lineup, I think, for the final because it's not people I would have. I mean, obviously, Kelvin Karim, but I wouldn't have picked Emma necessarily over people like Michelle and Saffron. No. Who were knocked out far earlier, really. Exactly. And even when the um, lineup was very first announced, you know, people like Catherine Tilsley were, mm. were being tipped to kind of do really well. Um, so I think that's the thing every single year that happens on Strictly that it always surprises you. The people that you think are going to do well don't, and the people who you perhaps don't expect anything from, like Chris Ramsey, who, mm. like he said, you know, he thought he wouldn't make it past week two. I didn't really think he'd make it past week two. And yet he made the semi-final. It's such an achievement. He was one of the people as well that a lot of people were like, who's Chris Ramsey? Like, yeah. he's, he's a comedian but he's not the best known comedian he's kind of without sounding mean like the Sean Walsh of this year without yeah. being Sean Walsh um, so it was interesting to see him do well I am sad he's gone because I really do like Karen I yeah. really really wanted them to go all the way because I just I love her and I feel like it's a shame she's been knocked out again because I think this is the best she's done since Mark Wright I can't check my stats right now, but I'm sure you're right. Yeah, yeah. I know. And their partnership was really fun to watch as mm. well, actually. But I still think that, you know, he was quite rough around the edges compared to the other three. And uh, yeah, to, to make it that far is amazing. But I think maybe to be a finalist. I suppose the thing is, if, if you know, we hadn't had Will Bailey pull out halfway mm. through, um, he probably, Chris would have been in the final because we would have had four yeah. slopes, but now we've only got three. So... I mean, he could take some comfort in that, that he p probably would have made the final <laughs> if things had been a little bit different. I did feel bad because he, he went wrong in his Viennese balls. It wasn't his night. And he got four from Craig. From I was number. shocked. I was really shocked by that, actually. You just think, OK, Craig, you didn't like it. But a four in the semi-final, yeah, it's, it's, savage. It, was a, 
it was a bit too much. It was kind of kicking him when he was down. Like mm. he already he knew he wasn't going to do very well and yeah. he was probably going to end the night at the bottom of the leaderboard. So dishing out a four, uh, it just felt unnecessary. But a rumba, I just, I, I remember when we um, got the email earlier in the week saying what the celebs were going to be doing in the semi-final and I saw the name Chris Ramsey and rumba next yeah. to each other and I just thought, oh no. I just feel it's so savage for him to get that dance now because yeah. you know that like this is when he has to pull out the socks. He needed something funny and he got two dances that aren't known for their like comedic tricks or anything like that not at all and I think again if he'd have had a different dance this week Mm. maybe things would have been different but you know that's always the hand that's dealt on Strictly Mm. it is what dance you get in what week and I think Alex Scott sort of befell that fate the week before actually she had bad song band dance and it meant that she went home so it does it really does depend so much on what they're dealt but um, yeah it'll be interesting to know a bit more about how they actually dish them out yeah I mean I've been meaning to ask but or I've been busy. <laughs> I haven't done that. Next year, next year. <laughs> I did kind of feel sad for Karim because this was his second time in the dance-off, despite him being second on the leaderboard. And he is so good, but he's just not getting backing. Why do you think that is? I think it is because he's so good. Yeah. That is the problem. And again, like you know, we were saying with Chris, people love seeing that journey. Karim just hasn't had one, mm. actually. And I think, you know, him and Kelvin are so equally matched in their ability, in my opinion, anyway. Um, but I think Kelvin doesn't come across like, I know he's an actor, but he doesn't come across like, oh, I've been to sca- stage school yeah. and I've got this dance yeah. training. Da, da, da. And Karim, he's spoken a little bit about how he went to theatre school, but you can also just see in his performances, um, like the couple's routine uh, that him and Amy did, where he was doing all the kind of Billy Elliot yeah. stuff. You just think, God, that that is... You feel like he has sort of learnt that yeah. somewhere at some point. And I think people do get a bit turned off by that, where they yeah. think, well, you're so good. And also, you're so good, you don't need my vote. That's another problem where people think you're safe. But it is interesting. He's now been in the bottom two twice, and the only winner to ever have done that before was Oreya Duba. Mm. So it can happen. It can happen that you can be in the bottom two and win. It's just very unlikely because it's only happened once before I I agree with you because like you know he does do those kind of like flicks and kicks that's kind of his trademark but because we've seen that from day one when I see it now I'm like for god's sake like (laughs) if I'm honest I'm a bit tired of it like I understand you've answered your own question (laughs) I am a bit bored of him no but um his Argentine tango was considered one of the most difficult in Strictly history and it was a good dance so I do feel like Amy is pushing him Mm. but whether like because we know he's a good dancer, it's whether we care that he's yeah. being pushed because it's kind of like yeah we know. And I think I was a little bit, I have to say, underwhelmed by his Argentine tango just because I was really expecting like one of the sort of iconic performances of Strictly History where mm. you'd go right, I have to watch this over and over again on YouTube. It's going to mm. be absolutely phenomenal. And actually, it was really good, but it just didn't have that blow you away. Yeah, absolute stunning. You know, Craig gave it an eight, um, and I think that was kind of fair enough, really. So. I, I think Kelvin actually did better this week than Karim. Mm. Um, but I, I think when it comes to the final, it's it's so, again, dependent on what you do on the night yeah. and the dance that you do. And actually, if Kelvin does that samba that he did in week one in mm. the final, yeah. which is what Craig Revel Howard said, actually, a couple of weeks ago. He said, if Kelvin performs that in the final, he could well win. So, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see what they're going to do. I mean, I don't know how I feel about Karim because I do... Do you feel like he's like the Ashley Roberts of this series? Like he probably yeah. should win, but just there's something missing. Yeah. That makes that means that he won't. Again, like you said, I think it will depend on what he's given on the night. Like if he does his jive that he did last week, that was amazing. It was so good. It got the first forty of the series. So maybe if he pulled that out of the bag again. Yeah. But it's whether we'd care, that's the thing. Or maybe it's I just know. me being savage again, but I just kinda think 
I don't know if I'm just over it by now. Yeah, it might be that he's just... He, I suppose he's very. He's a very predictable winner, yeah. I think, because he's been so strong from week one. And interestingly, I think someone like Emma Barton, I mean, she could win because she hasn't been in the dance-off. No, she hasn't. At all, actually. Um, again, people love Anton, and to see Anton win might maybe make him retire. Maybe that's the reason to vote for them. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I think that it's... It, to have someone like her who perhaps doesn't score as well yeah. and yet win again that's a pattern we've seen over and yeah, over again Stacey Dooley, Stacey Dooley. she yeah. was bottom of the leaderboard la- last year and yet she won it's so hard to judge what public opinion is when mm. you know they don't release like voting stats or anything no. like that so we don't really know what what people are or who people are voting for um other than just who's been out of the bottom two and the only two now are Emma and Kelvin so mm. you think they're probably going to be a two-horse race between those two because it is all down to people's votes yeah. in the final. It's got nothing to do with the judges. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Moving on to Kelvin, which is obviously my favourite part every week, talk about Kelvin. <laughs> he topped the leaderboard. He finally got his first 40. Do you think it's a bit long, like long overdue? I don't know. I think it... <sighs> I do think he's had some incredible routines mm. over the, the weeks, but and actually, his Mary Poppins um, was it movies week? Yeah. I thought it was really, really good. Actually, probably again not deserving of a forty. Um, but I think I, I think it's g- giving forties out in the sem- semi final feels about the right time yeah. because when you're getting them in sort of week six, seven, eight, there is absolutely nowhere to go after that. So I think his quick step, uh, the yeah. ladies' tramp. It was really great. It was deserving of a 40. And he actually, I think he topped the leaderboard actually this week, didn't he? Um, But Kelvin, for me, he's been really strong throughout. Uh, Obviously, again, one one of those like Karim who was incredible week one. Mm. So it's difficult. It's difficult to kind of, I don't know. I I feel like I'm kind of getting more and more team Emma Barton, to be honest, as as the weeks go on, just because I feel like she's such the underdog now. Um, Whereas Kelvin and Corinne, for me, have always just been sort of the winners from week one. Yeah, I mean, with Kelvin, like, his quick step was amazing. And it was was nice for him to get a 40 on something that wasn't Latin. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting because it was so... I mean, we we were used to his hips and we're used to that kind of, like, you know, the sexiness of Kelvin. So it was good to see him get a 40 for a dance that was so different yes. to what we expected him to but then he did put on that sheer top for the pasta blade <laughs> and uh yeah wasn't missing the sexiness this week i don't know whether he'll play up to that i, I agree with you. i think he should a hundred percent redo that sound but if he doesn't do it that is criminal because is. that is what set him apart from everyone else from week one it was amazing i still watch it even now which i know is sad but it's one of those <laughs> for me it was one of those moments that was just you know the for me, it's one of the best ones of the series, really. Yeah. Well, to be honest, after this, I'm going to go back and watch it now we're talking <laughs> about it. but And that's, I think, again, to go back to Karim quickly, that's what I wanted from his Argentine tango. Yeah. I wanted that like watchability and I didn't have it. And I think you're right. If he does that samba, it will be so much better now mm. as well. That's yeah. what's so exciting when you think, God, he was phenomenal in week one. But after kind of three, four months of mm. dance training, just how good can it be? So, yeah, let's just pray for, pray for Kelvin samba and hopefully it will come true. <laughs> With Kelvin, like, obviously, if he was to win... OT would win. I would like to see her win more than I'd like to see Anton win. Does that make me sound <laughs> evil? It's because I love Oti. I think she's such good value. Yeah. She's brilliant. She's amazing what she does. Her Latin is obviously incredible. She's like a five-time Latin champion. But like the way she brings that out of her dancers, I think it's 
she's long overdue a win if I'm honest she is she is one of the strongest if not the strongest professional dancers on the mm. show and you're right she really deserves to win especially you know look down the years she had like Danny Mac who yeah. she was absolutely incredible with they didn't win she's had kind of a, a lot of and she had bad luck this year you know she wasn't even meant to be with Kelvin yeah. um, and obviously it, she was sort of thinking she was going to be out of the show um, mm. right in September so I think it would be an incredible story again mm. for him to come in so late and then do so well yeah. but you think yeah the three finalists I mean we've got Anton OT and Amy who actually are all kind of fan favourites I yeah. would say in their own different way so it'll be interesting to see where the vote goes for them as well because people love Amy as yeah. well and I love Amy I think she's fantastic um, but yeah, as I say let's maybe if Anton wins maybe maybe he'll think he's done strictly now <laughs> I mean, kind of on that. I'm being savage now. No, it's fine. Like, it's welcomed here. It's with Calvin, what, like you kind of touched upon this earlier, it's, he has had his own journey in a way. Yes, he's been phenomenal throughout, but it's the fact that, like you said, he was never even meant to be in this series. I think he had two hours to decide, yeah. like, are you in or are you out? Yeah. And yeah, it was a, a massive roller coaster to, to begin with. So mm. it was, again, sort of thinking of the underdog and the strictly story. And yeah. he's, he's got a, a great journey yeah. and a great story there. I don't know whether he will be the most successful winner if that makes sense because I feel like this has really given him such a huge boost because before he was just that guy from Emmerdale yeah. oh that's a sexy farmer oh okay and now he's like Kelvin Fletcher do you know what I mean yeah so I think he'll be a winner but I don't know whether his profile will be as boosted as much as Karim's would be I feel like Karim, that's the thing Karim is the Strictly winner this year I think he's mm. he's again sort of the Stacey Dooley where he's going to go on to present the one show and then probably mm. be on the West End because he can mm. sing and dance yeah. and he's, he's going to have a lot to get out of this and again yeah. I think right at the beginning that is kind of one of the reasons why he wanted to do the show to yeah. up his profile and up it he has and he's he's gone from kind of CBBC presenter who very few people have heard of, if, yeah. if anyone, really, apart from kids. Um, and now he's a household name. And that, that is the power of Strictly. And that's why, again, every year people complain about the names. And yet every December, they're suddenly, you know, you can walk out into the street and say, Karim, and everyone will know yeah. who you're talking about. Do you think the casting team was right? Because I know at the very start of the series, we did look at the casting. We were kind of like, hmm, over some of the names, Karim probably being one of them. Do you think that this has actually like paid off? Because I feel like they... We, like we said, we complain every year, but I do feel they have got quite a good cast this year. Yeah, I think it's hard. I think it's that, that conversation, that do, it, it's a cyclical conversation mm. that you do have every year, and it will happen in 2020. We'll look at the names announced in September mm. and go, oh, I haven't heard of any of them, this is going to be rubbish. And then come December, we'll be going, oh, it's been quite good this series. Yeah. And I think that's <laughs> it's just the journey of the show, that's just yeah. what happens. I think they've sort of found... Unlike something like I'm a Celeb, who they kind of go for like Caitlyn Jenner's, you know, yeah. they go for bigger names. Um, and that's their selling point. I think Strictly's found its own weird niche where actually they get a, a couple of people like James Cracknell, Anna Carice, who sort of the older yeah. viewers will be familiar with. But actually cast a lot of people, very unknown people like Will Bailey and Alex Scott, actually, even like even a year ago. Um, she wasn't a household name. And actually you just sort of create stars really yeah. from the show. Do you think we'll see more like CBBC, I can't even speak, CBBC <laughs> presenters like Karim and like Saffron, again, a YouTuber who did well, not as well as Joe Sugg, but well, do you think that is the right direction to go down? Yeah, well, I think they always want that broad demographic of viewer mm. and the thing is to bring in you know we know kids aren't watching as much tv now as they yeah. have done because of you know youtube and everything um to be able to get that younger viewership in of youtube stars cbbc or even cbb's yeah um that is kind of 
the way to go really to keep the show as big as it is mm. and to, to keep bringing brand new viewers to it who will probably then hopefully stay with it yeah. for the next like 10 years it's been 15 years now i know. can't believe it emma barton is our final finalist i know we've touched upon her but how do you think she will fare because like i kind of i do want her to do well but at the same time there has been better dance in the competition. That, She's not the strongest. Yeah, I think that's, that's the, thing. the thing. She just isn't the strongest, and there's no really getting around that. I mean, just from the performances and also the scores, she isn't as good as mm. Karim and Kelvin. She, I don't think there's sort of any beating around the bush no. when it comes to that. However, she's incredibly likable, and yeah. again, her relationship with Anton comes across well. And obviously, they they take everything on the chin and are quite lighthearted about the whole thing. Mm. Um, and again, EastEnders stars generally do really well on the show. Yeah, exactly. Got a big fan base. Um, so I think she might... She, I, I would still be surprised if she won, but equally, I could see it happening, if that yeah. makes any sense. It's kind of like covering I'm a Celeb as well. It's kind of showing me that you can never doubt the power of the soap star. Because yeah. things like... So Andy Wyman and Jacqueline Joss are in the final. Yeah. Two soap stars compared to Caitlyn Jenner, who is like a huge reality goliath. Well, what did Andy say? It was like, I've got 50,000 Twitter followers and yeah. Caitlyn's got 10 million or yeah. something. And it's true. It just it doesn't really count for much. Yeah, exactly. So it does show that, you know, soap stars and soap fans are so loyal that they may just vote for Emma because she is honey from EastEnders. Exactly. Yeah, and I think she's just had out of the three of them that journey the most mm. I'd say in the show and she's just got stronger and stronger uh, and I think that yeah like we were saying before really it's not always the, the best dancer that wins Strictly no. and she isn't the best dancer so she could well win Strictly <laughs> which sounds a bit mad when you say it out loud but that that is how it goes. I mean that's the thing though that's the nice thing that yes it's like a dance contest but also it's a personality one. Yeah. So that's the thing. I think that's why Karim may lose out because we haven't really got to see a side to him that we've seen with like Kelvin and Emma. Like Kelvin seems so nice and so kind of like, you know, shy about being the whole sex symbol. Emma's funny and kind of can laugh off the whole thing. Whilst Karim doesn't really strike either of those points for me. I know what you mean. I wonder if it's because Karim is a TV presenter yeah. and he's kind of, he's quite on all the time, if that makes mm. any sense. It's not a bad thing, but he's just quite sort of, CBBC, like, yeah. oh, guys, you know, all of yeah, that. Yeah. And I, I wonder if maybe that's not coming across as maybe as authentically as maybe Kelvin and Emma, who seem more, they're not being their Emma Dale Louis Stenders characters, that maybe they're being a bit more than yeah. themselves, or viewers think they're being a bit more themselves. I'm not sure. It's such a weird alchemy when it comes to Strictly and who people are voting for and why they're voting for them. Like you say, is it because she's in EastEnders? Is it because people like Anton? Like, it's so hard to pin down the reasons, but um, I still think that out of everyone in this series, mm. um, we've probably got the three strongest in the final. Really? Well... <laughs> I think Michelle, Michelle kind of, pla Michelle Vizarre, she kind of plateaued for me. Yeah. Um, and I just, I can't really forgive um, the couple's choice yeah. Vogue performance just because I know, again, she's spoken a lot about that she, she doesn't regret doing it and she, mm. the reasons do it for doing it. But for me, there's just no dancing in it. And yeah. I just, I, I felt that it was a bit of a strange decision. Um, and she was, she was really good. But I just, again, that Strictly journey didn't really yeah. happen as much. I'm going to ask you, who do you think is going to win? Gut instinct, what's your answer? Oh, gut instinct is Kelvin. Oh, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll I mean, see. I'm with you. I'm hoping it's Kelvin. But, again, this year has been so unpredictable. Yeah. So much has happened that hasn't usually happened. You know, there's been two eliminations, one before a competition, one midway through with Will Bailey. Yeah. I just feel like 
for Emma to win would be right for this series because it's a, been a series that's been so unpredictable <laughs> it needs to have an unpredictable ending. And Anton would win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'd get his glitter ball at long last. <laughs> but with this, um, interestingly, with what you're saying, with Karim, with Calvin and Emma, like you said, people know them for their soap parts and mm. now they get a chance to not play a part. I remember Catherine Tilsey saying, this, this is so scary because I'm myself. Yeah. Why do you think that Karim isn't his self in the, such the same way? Because I know you said he's a TV presenter, he's always on, but... I kind of think that is what I suppose it's it may be it's because from such a young age as yeah. well he's been in front of the camera I wonder if it's just it, it, the the cam he's, he's just knows he's on camera and yeah. in front of the camera and he's talking to viewers and I wonder if sometimes it's kind of like a, a thing where you're you're trying to come across so well mm. that actually then it gets a little bit false yeah, if that makes any sense sincere, yeah. yeah and I, personally I haven't felt that from him however I can see how that would come across if yeah. that makes any sense um, so I think that that could be a reason why again people haven't been voting for him as much and mm. just be, just because he's so good I think people especially in this country you know we do like the underdog that's mm. the problem like <laughs> if you're if you are that good people probably won't vote for you and like you know it's happened so many like you say about Ashley Roberts yeah or even Faye um last year as well was she the year before um it, I just think when you're that good people think oh you don't need the vote and mm. um, you haven't had a journey mm. yeah and it kind of puts people off yeah which would be a shame but again like I said strictly Anything can happen this year. Anything can happen, and it probably will. So what has been your overall highlight of this series? We've had 12 weeks. We're coming to week 13 of Dancers. It's been a very, very long series for me. How have you found it? <laughs> um, I think there have been lots of highlights. I've absolutely loved some of the stuff that hasn't been to do with the celebrities, like mm. uh, Johanna's and Graziano's paired yeah. routine. That mm. sent everybody wild. Also, Craig Revel Horwood in drag for Hello, Dolly. The other <laughs> week was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Um, although, again, on the same line, probably a low has been Bruno Tonioli singing Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. That was... Why? Why did that happen? I don't know why that happened, because I went straight <laughs> online to see, has he got an album out? Why, yeah. why is this happening? Um, I don't think he does have an album out for Christmas. So, I'm... I don't know why it happened. Yeah. I don't want to see it again or hear it again for that matter. Because <laughs> they said he was doing a performance and I assumed it'd be a dance. <laughs> he just started singing and I was like, is this a joke? I think everyone hoped it'd be a dance. But then Anton's sung as well. Um, yeah. I don't know if that was this series, but I just, it's so scarred in my memory that <laughs> I remember it happening. Um, but in terms of the celebrities and the dances and the routines, again, we've said it before, so I'll just quickly skip over it. But Kelvin and Otis Week once Amber, yeah. absolutely amazing. Their Charleston Movie Week as well, and his Jailhouse Rock Jive. They've all that been amazing. massive highlights. But I have to say, I've kind of, in a perverse way, enjoyed um, Alex Scott and Kevin's Ghostbusters Street commercial in Halloween, just for the sheer fact that it was put together in half an hour yeah. and you could see in the VTs like Neil talking to the camera while Kevin is learning it in the yeah. background um, and I just think the fact that both of them even got through it was an achievement and yes it was very rough around the edges yeah. especially on Kevin's part but I, I think that was just uh, an unexpected and just really good dance and moment. Mm. I mean, did you see what It Takes Two when it was cut without the music and it's just Alex would be like, jump yeah. now, roll over. <laughs> yeah. just like, I mean, for her, that was incredible for that she got through it. Like you said, like, if that had been me, I would be like, oh, I'm not doing it this week and have a bye. Because like, I, I don't know how they got through it. But, you it's know. that sportswoman mentality, yeah. just able to power on through. But no, I thought that was that was amazing, actually. And on the same track as Alex. She's given me a lot of highlights this year, actually, Alex. Mm. But um, the Black Ball Beyonce I love that. routine. I love that. That's one I went back to YouTube and watched again and again because yeah. I just thought it was fantastic. Um, for me, that's always the mark of 
when a dance movie stands yeah. out when you have to watch it again when you yeah, have to watch it again one. and you remember it like, exactly. I still remember that Pulp Fiction one from a few yes. years ago yeah Jamie so, Gillis yeah so that's why like the, like Kelvin I know we've talked about this every single week but Kelvin for me that's why he's like one of my highlights generally because yeah. he's been so good another dance that I really enjoyed I kind of felt in two minds about it at the time but since I've watched it back I've realised I'm just cold but the um Karim uh, Couples Choice yes. that he did. I feel like that actually was amazing. Like it I've was. seen that again since before I know it kind of slated it in the podcast. <laughs> but it was actually like really lovely to watch. Like yeah. I, I feel like that was something you needed to watch a few times to really get maybe because yeah. if you just kind of watched it superficially you didn't really get the message and stuff. No, that was amazing. And, and actually mm. Will Bailey's Couples yeah. Choice as well yeah. on a similar way. It was kind of as emotional and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that was that felt like a real moment as well. As as did him, unfortunately having to pull out of the competition. That was probably yeah. a low. But again, it's been um, an eventful series. <laughs> I mean, Dev's couple's choice actually. Now I come to think of it, it was very early on. It was like week three. Yeah, and that was about as contender. And then you went out the next week. I know. Well, again, it's like what dance you get yeah. in what week. The thing is with couple's choice, I'm I'm conflicted over it because I absolutely love it in some instances, and in others, I'll say Chris and Karen's let's get ready to rumba. Mm. I really didn't like it. Yeah. I just didn't like it and I think it was really overmarked um and they're just I, I don't know I just really took against it for some reason um so I think when a couple's choice is done well it does really well yeah. and it, it can be such a moment and so amazing but when it misses the mark it just feels a bit clunky and yeah strictly. I mean they are quite divisive like they do tend to mark quite well because it's the couple's choice and I think like you said before on the podcast it's hard to assess it when it's not classical exactly boring or latin but um I'm that's I really disagree with you with Chris and Karen's I loved it so much because I thought it was fun and I thought it was like it was just his personality I hate fun I don't want to see fun on my telly um what else did I enjoy? I think Moxie as well, for me, has yeah. made this series a lot better. Like, there was a lot of talk at the beginning of the series, like, oh, she's OT's sister, oh, she's going to be biased, even though she has marked her before and yeah. worked with her before. But I feel like she's the perfect addition to the show. I said this at the beginning of the series. She's been consistently funny, vibrant. She's made a few comments that have been picked up, like when she said to Neil... Yes. About like, oh, it's like someone's had an affair. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, uh. But she's been like funny and she's been, when she's next to Craig and Craig can be quite sour sometimes. Mm. And so she's the perfect antidote to that. She's kind of funny and light and she just really brings kind of like a warmth to Strictly that I don't think Darcy Bustle necessarily did. Sorry, no, Darcy. no I, I totally agree with you actually. Yeah. And I think again, like weeks one and two, I was kind of finding my feet with her thinking, yeah. oh, what's she about? And what's her kind of role on the panel going to mm. be? And blah, blah, blah. Um, but really quickly, she bedded in. Yeah. And I completely agree that I I really enjoy watching yeah. her now on the panel, actually. Um, and I think she's just been really, really fair, really funny, saying some really interesting comments yeah. as well. Um, and again, some unexpected laughs yeah <laughs> which i don't think even she was thinking she was being funny but she's yeah. very funny uh and i just think yeah she's she's been brilliant this series actually yeah. and i really hope she's kind of back next year yeah, and next, year, next year so yeah fingers crossed but, uh, for me she did make it i think sometimes yeah. when weeks were like a bit slower or when it was a bit of a longer stretch she did kind of always bring kind of like fire and happiness and stuff so yeah i think she is a really good addition yeah i don't know whether craig i mean craig will be coming back i don't know if he's towards the end of his lifespan now in terms of judge like he is brilliant and it wouldn't be strictly without him but there has been times this series where i'm just like what are you doing like with the marks and stuff yeah i know what you mean but i i will defend craig till the end <laughs> die lay down my life for craig um i just feel like he 
I think you need a use a panto villain, yeah. obviously. Um, and I, I know, like, especially this week, giving you know, Chris a four for his rumbo is harsh to say the least, yeah. Um, but I think you really do need that panto yeah. baddie villain. And I, I know, again, everyone is replaceable. I never thought yeah. Len could be replaced, yeah, but, same. Um, <laughs> and I still miss him sometimes. Uh, but I think, I, I think like to lose Craig would be bad. Yeah. for the show to be honest you yeah. do need someone to bring that kind of not Simon Cowell-esque nastiness but that kind of like biting commentary yeah and I think when it started actually he was he was more Simon Cowell-esque oh, and yeah. that it was it was more that he meant it and it was all very serious and whatever yeah and now I think it's far more softened around the edges and mm. it, it you do see him smile and laugh and you know that he's not being serious to be yeah. honest and even when he's you know doing his really cool stairs or whatever it's, yeah. it's all in good fun and i think it it just brings another element strictly that would be missing without him um especially with just like, if you had bruno shirley and mozzi just mm. like being so like standing up and clapping every mm. two minutes for everything you think oh you need a bit of an antidote to that god i was actually laughing when i was watching it back when um calvin finishes quick step and like everyone was standing up and screaming and shirley was like screaming and it just cut to craig looking so unhappy yeah <laughs> like, i love his like, it's just he's acting i just think it's yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it all of Strictly as a panto, to be yeah. honest. And you do need the pantomime villain, and he does that job very well. I mean, he has been criticised this series, and I do understand people being annoyed about the marks and the scores not necessarily always being consistent. But at the same time, I agree with you. If he was to leave Strictly, I mean, he's been signed for another year. But if he was to leave, then I feel like the show would lose some of its sparkle. Yeah. It would, and it would, it would just lose. I mean, I think the thing is, you know, I understand that panels need a refresh and yeah. and all that kind of thing, but you don't want to fall down the X Factor route of oh just God. revamp after revamp after new face after new face to the point where it's unrecognisable. And I think they're they're really lucky that they've still got two original judges, to be honest, it, in yeah, Craig and Bruno. That's what's really nice, actually. There's not that revolving door of like yeah. who's going to be on the panel this year. It's quite that certainty is quite nice. Yeah, and on a, for a Saturday night show. And I think that's that's increasingly what people enjoy weirdly with shows like I'm a Celebrity mm. and Strictly. Um it's consistency. You know what you're gonna get. You know who's presenting it and you know the format and actually, you know, X Factor the band. I mean, <laughs> you know, you have all these like weird spin offs and these weird yeah. format changes, and people people just fall out of love with it. So actually, keeping it as samey as possible seems, on the face of it, a bit boring. But yeah. actually, um, it's kind of what people what people want at the end of the day. I feel like in an age of such uncertainty at the moment, it's so nice to be able to know on Saturday at six o'clock they'll be strictly and they'll be Craig. Like, That's true. Really. Yeah, don't worry about Brexit because Craig's here. So. <laughs> Yeah. That's all we've got time for on this week's Strictly Between Us. A big thank you to Francis. Thank you. And we'll be back next Monday with more Strictly Gossip. See you then. Bye.